0: Her father raised his voice still higher, straining to be heard. I betrayed the faith of my king and the trust of my friend Robert, he shouted. I swore to defend and protect his children, yet before his blood was cold, I plotted to depose and murder his son and seize the throne for myself. Let the high septon, and bail of the beloved. And the Seven bear witness to the truth of what I say. Joffrey Baratheon is the one true heir to the Iron Throne. And by the grace of all the gods, lord of the Seven Kingdoms, and protector of their own. A stone came sailing out of the crowd. Arya cried out as she saw her father hit. The gold cloaks kept him from falling. Blood ran down his face from a deep gash across his forehead. More stones followed. One struck the guard to father's left. Another went clanging off the breastplate of the knight in the black and gold armor. Two of the king's guards stepped in front of Joffrey and the queen, protecting them with their shields. Her hand slid beneath her cloak and found needle in its sheath. She tightened her fingers around the grip, squeezing as hard as she had ever squeezed anything. Please, gods, keep him safe, she prayed. Don't let them hurt my father. The high Septon knelt before Joffrey and his mother. "'As we sin, so do we suffer,' he intoned in a deep, swelling voice, much louder than father's. "'This man has confessed his crimes in the sight of gods and men here in this holy place.' Rainbows danced around his head as he lifted his hands in entreaty. "'The gods are just!' Yet blessed Baylor taught us that they are also merciful. What shall be done with this traitor, your grace? A thousand voices were screaming, but Arya never heard them. Prince Joffrey, no, King Joffrey, stepped out from behind the shields of his king guard. My mother bids me let Lord Ella take the black. and Lady Sansa has begged mercy for her father. He looked straight at Sansa then, and smiled his princely smile, and Arya thought that for once the gods had heard her prayer. Jarfrey turned to the crowd solemnly and said, They have the soft hearts of women. But I think there is wisdom in this mercy. He looked disgustedly at her father. Send Stark to the wall. I tire of looking at him. Sansa and I will make new wolf pups and robe them in crimson. Arya saw Sansa break down in tears of joy and sadness; her own grip on Needle relaxed. Her father would live. Welcome, everyone, to Davos' fingers, episode one hundred one. What if Joffrey had sent Ned to the wall? I'm Scadding with me as always, as my buddy Matt.
1: Hey, it's so good to be back. And uh, so good to have you back with us, too. Thanks for your patience as we took our yearly summer break. This one was kind of, we kind of took it, almost we surprised ourselves at how quickly we decided to take it. but <laughs> Not uh, just
0: ourselves, Matt. <laughs> we surprised some other people.
1: And that's just, that's on brand for us uh these what ifs have been a lot of fun though and it's, we're excited to get back to them this is our third what if episode and we appreciate the suggestions we've gotten from the Calisar. this one actually came from blood Rider brett you know him as at homely on twitter and as a member of the revered planetos podcast so brett our dear friend thank you for the idea and we're excited to talk about it um you know khalasar we don't like to think any more than we absolutely have to think. So keep sending us ideas. You do I the downright work for loathe us. Loath to think. Yeah, you do the work for us. We'd love that.
0: Announcements. Yes. Patreon update. So uh our Patreon has been on a bit of a break as well. We turned it off. Uh, we turned it off uh several months ago, just to kind of help out in the times of, of COVID. We know that a lot of people are struggling and um we're gonna go ahead we've during our break we've decided we're gonna turn it back on in september uh, with renewed new billing comes some additional focus and some fun new things that we thought up over the break uh more more details coming on that but uh some renewed vigor on that uh, on that patreon campaign so come check us out
1: Right, and we're going to continue with these "what if" episodes uh, as as part of our regular episodes for at least a couple more. Um, then we've got some we've got kind of a fun twist coming that we've also thought about during the break. This break has been a nice time of of meditation to think about. Well, who are we kidding, Scott? We didn't meditate.
0: I don't. I don't. Like my body can't get in any of the positions. <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised, man. You just need the proper motivation. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't have that either. <laughs> but we did have some. Uh, we did come up with some fun ideas that I think you'll like too, and and we're excited to to flesh them out a little bit more. But in the nonce, we're gonna keep um, doing these what if episodes for a little bit. Speaking of break, what'd you do, Scatty? What'd you do during your time off? What'd you do? What'd your summer look like?
0: <laughs> I tried to keep the demons at bay with. Uh, with with bottle and with tv uh yeah man did I, I didn't i I, nah, I mean the demons are always there it's just a matter of whether you look at them right um it was it, it was not let me put it this way it was not like this great break where we went out and did a bunch of fun stuff as a mm-hmm. family and mm-hmm. you know went out and accomplished a bunch of stuff but it was a relaxing break um you know, we we got a few sports back, which was which was nice to see in some spots. Um, uh, had some had some family turmoil we went through uh, with our employment situation here in my family. Mm. Too personal, but um, it was it was it was a break, but uh, it almost broke us <laughs> in some ways.
2: Right, right. But
0: uh, it was you know it was it was like much of the last several months has been it's been ups and downs right there's a lot of a lot of great stuff too in there and you know just a weird time
2: mm-hmm. how about
0: you
1: uh yeah we've I, you know i remember last break my big focus was on music and challenging myself to write a lot of songs and stuff like that and this time just because of the times and and some of the turmoil both in the world and personally I, I decided that this time it was time to simplify life a little bit and practice some self-care which looks different for everybody self-care for me looks like reading books for fun it looks like watching the shows I want to watch it looks like hanging out with my kids and watching dumb stuff um, Scott you would lose all respect for me if you knew what reality show I got into watching with my kids and I'm not gonna say it on the air um. <laughs> but I, i'm more
0: worried that your kids are being introduced to reality tv
1: remarkable how much of a bad idea it is but, uh, <laughs> i mean look Here i, I
0: watched i watched some some pretty questionable uh reality tv in the spring did you some of those yeah some of those stupid relationship ones uh-huh. uh, yeah yeah okay they're, they're no good but
1: they can be fun I'm in a safe space with our Blood Riders and our Kalisar, so I'm just going to say it.
0: Oh, you are going to say it. All right. We watched. You wanted me to break you, didn't you? Yeah. And You're like, all right, fine. Well, like, just it. don't make do it. me say it. Scott. I was trying to respect your space, Don't make me say it. If you're going to confess, I mean, go ahead, go would, ahead, Matt. confess. Really,
1: Matt, let's dig deep into your psyche, Matt. Would you really have brought it up on the air if you weren't going to say it on the air? <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, we, we're watching Chrisley Knows Best. Have you ever watched that show? I don't even know what that is. Okay, I'm gonna send you some clips. It's a ridiculous reality TV show about a family. And you know it's one of those reality shows where it's reality and that they're real life people, but you know that a lot of the situations they're put in and stuff are 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 Fabricated. manufactured, yeah. Yep. For viewership and everything sure. that the producers put them in weird situations of making them jump out of an airplane or something like that. And
2: yep.
1: um, but it's about this family in the south they live in nashville and i just i just gotta send you a clip you know, there's really no other way to explain it but <laughs> um it's ridiculous it's the stupidest thing in the whole world and we watch it almost every night so <clears throat> um mm-hmm. battlestar galactica i'm in season three nice yep and i've read the first five books in the temeraire series so,
0: Wow. Well, for me i i uh the the crappy reality television show i was talking about that i watched was called love is blind and i actually watched
1: i think it was called love oh blind. is that on netflix
0: it is i watched it because it's it's about people that they don't get to see each other right and they just talk to each other through you know through a wall where they can't see through and it's you know testing testing can you build love you know without physical physical attraction and i i i I, I started watching it because because of the interesting psychological implications and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff that, that drew me in and the, the way it was set up as an experiment. But, uh-huh. Um, was there any but it turned, payoff? But, uh payoff? I thought the first the first part where they were doing that part of the experiment was interesting, but eventually the ones that choose each other, because not all of them did, not everyone found a partner, most of them didn't, but the ones that did, um, you know, they end up going to a resort, just like all the stupid fucking shows and then. Mm-hmm. You know they're they're actually expected to get married at the end of like a six week period or something. And oh jeez. So it gets into all the manufactured crap that you're talking about. Right. I just enjoyed the experiment component of falling in love without seeing someone, which which has always been interesting to me. Um, yeah. and so the the intrig- the first part is interesting. Anyway, that's not what I watched this break. Uh, this break I've been watching New Girl, which is something light. Yeah, uh, I love I I've been New watching Girl. That it's pretty it's pretty good <laughs> the street youths yes street youths yes uh i've been watching longmire which has battlestar
1: galactica's Katie Sackhoff. Mm. um oh, i forgot uh, how much i hate starbuck really i just don't like her man
0: oh uh, i mean you know she
1: rubs you the wrong way or mm-hmm. maybe she doesn't that's really the point
0: all. yeah <laughs> i don't know uh but that's mostly that I've been watching just those two things and then movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. We did watch Good. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure to get ready for this weekend. To prep? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh is that just being released digitally to purchase?
0: I heard there are some not to purchase, to rent, basically sure. Sure. for one night. Okay. For like twenty five bucks or twenty bucks. Hmm.
1: Um, which yeah. still is cheaper than taking a date to the theater.
0: Probably true. Yeah. Depends on how cheap you are, I suppose. Mm. But uh, yeah, so that's that's been my oh, and I started Way of Kings, <coughs> which is a Brandon Sanderson series. Um, I'm only like a hundred pages in, but uh, it's it's getting good. It's it, man, I, I would call it slower than The Name of the Wind. Really, it starts. Probably. Yeah, I might have texted you that before. It's pretty you did. slow to, yeah, to start, you but. Did. Um, but yeah, it's picking up a bit. I like it. Good.
1: Um, f- one thing, Scott and I, especially me, I really didn't do this during the break. Is I took a complete step away from A Song of Ice and Fire. I admitted to Scott that I'm getting a little. I was getting a little burned out by it, and just had kind of lost the passion for it. So I didn't read anything. Apologies to all our friends in the podcasting world, but I didn't listen to anything. I didn't even think about a song of ice and fire for about the last month and a half. And it helped, man. I'm back. And I'm once I picked this up and started really studying for this episode, I was excited about it again. And I loved getting myself lost in the world, man, reading the text, cracking open the book and actually reading just feels good, dude. So it was, uh, that was another thing I didn't do over the break that ended up having a real positive impact. So,
0: I didn't do much either. I was involved with Streams of Winter, but I can't even remember whether that was pre-break or
1: during break or
0: who knows. But I did Streams of Winter, which was so much fun. Uh,
1: I think it was right before the break.
0: Right before the break, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I've listened to a few of those
1: uh, over the break as well. Not
0: every single one, but a few of them. And a few other podcasts, too. But I, I didn't read anything. Um, and uh, But until, until yeah, until we got into prep for this. And now I, f- I feel like I read about, uh, I think a fifth of... A fifth of a Game of Thrones mm-hmm. in the last week and a half in prep, just to kind of, walks well, our our subject, which you heard in the Cold Open, is, uh, it's kind of, it's very, it affects the plots, but it's so timing based. We'll get into more of that. For about sure. what, ha- what happened when? And, when, yeah. And, and Jamie's capture and all these other things. But um, anyway, so yeah, I, I it reinvigorated me too, I
1: think. Good, good, yeah. good. Well, enough of this.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is the part now with announcements being over uh, where we just warn you. I think we've been through it enough times. There's spoilers everywhere now. Yep. Uh, we're we're going to talk about all sorts of shit. We don't even know probably what we're going to talk about at the time. My goodness. it's just the, the way these what-ifs spider around is completely unpredictable. So it's, But it's a lot of fun.
1: Look how far we've fallen from our high horse of no spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well spoiler filled degenerates over here at Davos fingers yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: we did have sorry I, I'm going back to announcements for just a second because you reminded me we did have an update from George uh over the last couple weeks yeah he's writing he's writing i I, I believe him I believe he's gonna get there get on you bud I I, I, I. A lot of people were kind of down you know down in the dumps over the last one I thought it was encouraging
2: yep.
0: but anyway
1: Yep, he's writing. He's writing. All right. Move on. Uh, You guys know the drill. We already told you that you need to feed us the content for these What If episodes. We're not doing it ourselves. So uh, to get that content to us or just to talk to us or whatever, we love chatting. DavosFingers.com. Our email address is WeAreDavosFingers at Gmail. We're always on Twitter at Davosfingers. We're on Facebook, too, and you can find and learn about our aforementioned Patreon program at patreon.com slash DavosFingers. That's right.
0: All right, well, we're going to jump right into that episode now with our our summary to kind of show us how we got here. I think most of the broad strokes everybody knows, just kind of a quick reminder. So, Ned heads south in *A Game of Thrones at the King's request, and his wife's urging to uncover what is really going on there. What happened to John Aaron? He brings with him his two daughters, Sans and Arya. Catelyn later fends off an assassin attempt, assassination attempt on her son Bran, and sails to King's Landing to inform Ned and warn him. There, however, Peter Baelish tells the Starks that this dagger that Bran was nearly assassinated with truly belongs to Tyrion Lannister.
1: Yeah, and the plot quickly unravels as Ned begins his research into John Aaron's death and discovers the truth that Robert's kids are actually (gasps) Jamie's kids. Duh, easy, one might think. Uh, Just move quickly and quietly to have them taken into custody. Or, even easier, just wait until Robert gets back and squeal on him.
0: But this is Ned we're talking about, and this is Robert we were talking about. Ned knows that Robert would murder these kids when he finds out, and his conscience gets in the way, and instead of taking action, he tries to warn Cersei about protecting her kids, giving them a chance to escape before Robert returns, or so he thinks.
1: Yeah, and instead, of course, (laughs) Robert dies from wounds on his hunting trip, uh, and Cersei pulls off a coup with Littlefinger's help. Huh. They install Joffrey Waters as king and imprison Ned. Now Arya escapes... But Sansa is captive, so with no cards left to play, Ned sacrifices honor for love, saving Sansa as best he can by confessing.
0: Yeah, this confession was supposed to earn him a spot in the Night's Watch. Um, Joffrey had kind of agreed to the pleas made by Sansa and by his mother to uh, show mercy. He has a different definition of mercy than they do, though. And in the text, what it really earns him is a lost head as Joffrey plays merciless villain, shocking everyone present. In this episode though, mm-hmm. Ned is rewarded with his confession with a trip to the wall. And that is what we'll pick up here. Uh. uh so I think there's there's a few places that have we kind of we kind of broke this up by region, kind of the areas of, of the storyline that might be affected. Um and the first place I wanted to start with was the wall, which has some interesting implications. Now, yeah, the timeline is interesting because Ned was executed uh, according to the Master timeline. Uh, if you guys don't know about this thing, it's this amazing spreadsheet that kind of outlines when everything happened, and by using dates and references of the moon and everything to, to show when things happened, uh, it's pretty great. Um, anyway, his execution happened on 110, and the Great Ranging. Uh, that J.R. Mormont leads them on will happen on three twenty-one. So, if Ned left reasonably promptly, he would have been there in a week or two, or you know maybe three tops at a stop or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The point is, he's got plenty of time to get there, based on you know how the ships travel and things. So, uh, he could have been there before the ranging, just to put kind of in context of you know when it, when he might be there to affect the wall.
1: Right. So. The question that I have is, would he go on foot? And if so, if he did, he'd be going with Yorin. Most likely. Yeah. In fact, Yorin tells Arya, and I think it's Arya one of a cock, that he was told by Varys to expect Ned. Oh, that's right. And so he was expecting Ned to go up with him, which means that Ned would have been in this crew with Rorge and Bider, and Jockin and Gendry, yeah, and dare I say Arya too?
0: You dare? Uh, although, although it's an interesting question. Uh, we're, we jumped already from the Wall to King's Landing, <laughs> I think, or, or something. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, that I, I wonder. That is the plan, but a matter of. Days later, literally, they find out that Jamie has been captured. Mm. and so I'm wondering whether they send him to the wall at all despite the promise right?
1: So, if, and, so <laughs> right so they move to intercept Edard on his way up to the wall.
0: or has he even gone yet? If he's even I mean, they, I mean they must get the news within days. That mm-hmm. he's been taken captive, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if they don't send them right away, like you know, some, you know, sometimes they get things ready, or I don't know, If they don't send them right away. They might, yeah, a either yes, send people to intercept them, like they did anyway, right? Right? Although, although they instead of our, yeah. Yeah. instead of sending five, it would have been like five hundred mm-hmm. to recover Ned because it means recovering Jamie. But yeah, if if he's taken the road yeah, he would have probably been with Arya, unless, somewhere in these notes I have too, does, if 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 they don't kill Ned, does Yoren even grab Arya? I don't
1: know. Which I think, I think he probably, he still recognizes her and he sees her, because in the text he, he kind of, he gets to her before Arya's,
0: uh, sees, yeah, his before headfall. the, the right. actual death, right? Yep. yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. kind
1: of shields her from it. So I think he still grabs her. Um, yeah, that and, makes sense. And He probably likes the idea of, of reuniting father and daughter, crusty old Yorin, smelling like pee or whatever. Listen, he's got, a, he's got a soft heart. He does. He does. One of the more underrated characters in the series. I, I, I loved looking back on Yorin, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Just the crusty old dude. Yeah, I got to spend quite kids. a bit
0: of time from when I was reviewing all my Aria stuff. Strings of winter, like I talked about. Oh yeah, and uh, so I
1: got to reread kind of all that stuff recently. Yeah, he's a new appreciation for him. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. But uh, there's about thirty people in that party going up there, and added to that, that's a that's a pretty good crew. Now, Yorin does mention in another Clash of Kings chapter that he maybe should have gone by ship this time. Yeah. Um, that he
0: yeah. D- do you think if with added Ned to the cargo, they would have done that?
1: I, I'm kind of thinking he would. Now he says he's been taking the King's Road for thirty years, recruiting yep. Nights Watch members, and so it's
0: never done the. He's never gone
1: by ship. I think. Doesn't it, he say that? Yeah, it's his bread and butter. But mm-hmm. and then he's like, maybe we should have done it this time. Uh, and I wonder if having that more quote unquote precious cargo, would have yeah. uh, motivated him to. To actually go by ship and get Ned up there more quickly,
2: yeah,
0: I think it would have. I mean, because Ned isn't just Ned; he also kind of he probably promises more net, more more men to the watch, mm-hmm. right? Like, you no, know, you want his leadership, a so you want him there, but also like you can probably send letters to Winterfell and get more men. I mean, Winterfell already sends men
1: probably, but
0: you know, he's he's worth more than Ned is to
1: some others at the alone yeah yeah no I agree it's like when uh uh oh sports ball reference oh geez Turn off your if you're not into it it's like when a team that's not doing very well signs that big is able to sign that big free agent and part yeah. of the reason they sign that big free agent is to put butts in the seats and and for people to for you know to improve in the standings and stuff but sometimes it's also to try to entice other free agents To want to sign with the team for an opportunity to play with said player or players, right?
0: But unless it's L.A., usually what happens is that player's on their last legs and and knows it. That's 38 years old. And no one else comes. Uh (laughs) And you just spent a bunch of money to watch someone retire.
1: Yep, yep. But um, I found it ironic that it was Ned that gave Joran the pick of the dungeons and now... Joran is yeah. taking Ned out of the dungeons, <laughs> yeah, uh, up right. to the wall.
2: True.
1: Um, so one one wrinkle in all of this, getting up to the wall, that I'd kind of forgotten about until like a couple days ago, I didn't consider it, is Ned has a festering infected leg yes. wound. Yes. That's incredibly debilitating.
0: Yes. He's, and,
1: he's in the wagon. Right.
0: On the way up. He's not helping.
1: Yeah, he's not doing anything, right? Which yeah. further maybe gives the idea that maybe they'd go by ship to yes. try to keep him off the road. Um yeah, otherwise he's bunking with Roars and Biter. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now if they they'll
1: oh they pro-
0: probably they'd probably put him in the non-caged wagon. <laughs> he has got that regular wagon too. He's
1: earned his own wagon, yeah. <laughs> uh but I you know, it it mentions the it kind of just mentions a little bit that he touches the leg and it feels really hot. It's burning to the touch, which suggests infection. And I know that it's been thrown out there by other readers that if Ned had kept his head, would he even have survived? Or has he been without medical care for so long that the infection spread to a point that he would die from, from the leg wound?
0: Yeah, now he got immediate medical care, if you can call Westerosi Medicine medical care. Right. Um, because he he wasn't thrown in the dungeons right when that happened. But but yeah, he was denied it once once he was in there.
1: They, they call his cast like the filthy, putrid rags yes. of uh, a cast after he gets taken out of the dungeon for a, yeah. however long he was in there. And you have to wonder if, man, would Ned succumb to an inf- a spreading infection or something? In which case, our episode is over right
0: now, right? Right now, ish. It's time for sign-offs. It's, it's a, it's, it's a little surprising to, now that you bring it up that they let it get that far, mm-hmm. that they would let it fester. I mean, I know they were kind of trying to break him, but they still need him to live to confess to right. get the value they want out of him. And so it's a little surprising they didn't, you know, do their best to treat the leg at least.
1: So I had a, I had. A little theory moment I haven't had a theory moment in a long time right. and I haven't done any searching online to see if this has been brought up before but there's much greater minds than me in this fandom and so it's probably been thought of before <clears throat> but you know you always question Varus's motives in anything why yep. is he doing it we do get one insight into Varys' motives that he wants to delay things right he wants to delay yes. war right
0: yes He kept Robert alive and safe from his enemies for 15 years.
1: Exactly. So my thinking is, is that he wanted Ned to stay alive long enough to take the black. And to actually take the black. And then perhaps die on the way up to taking the black. Because what that does is it removes Ned but it's not the Lannister's fault at that point mm. because so Rob and Catelyn can't blame Tywin and Cersei and Jaime Yeah. because he'd already taken the black. He was out of our hands. He was already on the way up. So Ned still dies, but it takes a little bit. And then that maybe calms the waters a little bit between Lannisters and Starks and delays war. It's an
0: interesting theory. It's uh, it, it, it just could work. Huh? I, there there are so many there are so many what ifs that just stem even from does Ned actually get on a boat or take a road or die from a <laughs> leg wound That like we've already spidered into like 15 hours of territory through yeah. yeah. all of the possibilities from that
1: oh my gosh yeah just thinking about I, we're going to talk about his kids later so I won't even bring it up right now but yeah yeah
0: well I will Look, can we can we assume let's assume for a minute but he gets on the boat.
1: Mm-hmm. With Arya?
0: With Arya, mm-hmm. and they go. They head north mm-hmm. on a boat. Mm-hmm. And let's assume, you know, no Krakens devour said boat. <laughs> uh, humankind or, you know, of legend. And that they actually make it to the wall.
1: hmm.
0: Let's assume that for a minute.
1: Yeah. They get to uh, Eastwatch by the sea. They right? get to Eastwatch by the sea. Presumably,
0: they go to Castle Black. Mm-hmm. They get there because of that leg wound. Even if, even if though he's made it in time for the Great Ranging, he's not going anywhere. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's still staying behind. Yep. What does Net What does Arya do? Do they? I guess they maybe put a little band together to go. I say they her
1: south. They escort her back to Winterfell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: So,
0: but I still think John, John still goes, right? On the ranger. Yes. Yeah. Still gets all, all the experiences he had Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yep. I guess, go ahead.
1: Uh, No, continue on. I I was thinking the same thing that really up to this point, John's story doesn't change too much. He still is going to go on the great ranging. Unless maybe...
0: Is this the time when Ned decides to have the talk with John? Yeah. um, And would that change anything?
1: So you got to think why's Ned held on not telling him for so long? Right? Yeah. What's he kept it quiet for for so long? Right. Uh, And then if he's kept it this quiet for 15 years or however long it's been, you'd got to think that he'd have to have a pretty good reason to to break that silence and tell him.
0: I think he has a couple. I don't know if it's enough. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, I don't know if you were about to answer your own question, so I don't want, no, to, go ahead. I want to steal that from you. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, th- the two reasons I can think of, or that I did think of while I was preparing, were because Robert's dead now, Yep, and he's not really a threat to him anymore, uh, so that news can kind of come out. Although, you know how the Lannisters respond might be interesting too. Um, and then also he almost died. Uh, almost dying has a way of sometimes putting into yeah, oh, that's really a good point all the time. Stark relief. <laughs> uh, how how important it is to have these conversations sooner rather than later.
1: Not to mention that he's the only person that knows with the exception of maybe Howland Reed. So if, right. you know, if he dies, the the secret potentially dies with him.
2: Right.
0: It also kind of depends a little bit on what we mean by what did he tell. Um, you know, there's conversations abound about what Ned promised to Lyanna. And I don't know if we want to rehash all those. Mm. But, but variations on the theme, you know... Um, you know, promise me you'll raise him as your own, away from away from Robert and protect him. Promise me you'll hide him until he can become the prince that was promised. Right. Uh, promise that you'll make sure he defeats the others. I don't I don't know that they were that sweeping. I don't know how involved Lyanna was sure you know, with Rhaegar's mm-hmm. plans.
1: With right? Team so, John, right? With Team John. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: So um so you know it depends maybe on what he tells him, what exactly he tells
2: him. Right.
0: Lyanna was your was your mom and radar was your dad or is there more to it than that? Yeah. But if he, if he told him, look, it's more important. You stay here. You're the chosen one. You Neo. Know, you know, then maybe he would make a different choice. I don't know.
1: Right. And I did think about that in the sense of if Ned knows, and this is according to our team, John theory, guys, you can find it on our Patreon special episodes. We go through the whole thing. If Ned knows that John has this big destiny, <clears throat> then, you know, whereas we kind of saw Ned, we, we foresaw Ned taking a leadership role at the wall, especially with Mormont dying, we might see Ned taking on more of a supporting role to John yep. in terms of trying to uh, mentor him and, and try to help him become what he's supposed to be. And maybe Ned chooses not to tell John anything right now, but does choose to shepherd and mentor. Yeah. And I can see him almost, this this sounds so out of character for Edard to be this underhanded, but kind of participating in Samwell's election plot <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> to, to try to get John there. And, and so that Ed can, or Ned can advise and help John grow through I mean, those experiences was, without doing it himself.
0: Participating in that plot would be no worse for sure than lying to Robert on his deathbed, death,
1: deathbed about his own children. <laughs> yep, for sure. Right? For sure, yep. <clears throat> Ned knows that he can do stuff, you know, he can compromise for the greater good if he absolutely has to. But
0: He just feels bad about it.
1: Yep, feels waffle. I
0: waffled. It, it, I mean, it's saying something, I guess, that he feels bad about it, but, mm-hmm. you know. You so feel I guess bad about it, you don't keep doing it. <laughs> right?
1: So I guess uh, you never answered the question, though. Do you think he tells him?
0: Uh, yeah, I think he probably would.
1: Yeah, I oh. think so. At least what he needs to know to get him started.
0: Yeah, I'm not even sure he knows. He knows all the
1: rest. That he knows everything. That's true. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, with spoilers, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't spoil our own <laughs> bonus content on mm-hmm. Patreon, but. We come away from, well, I don't know about you. I think we come away from the Team John discussion very mixed. Right. And honestly very mixed about whether we even believe our own theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's yours.
1: That's no, ours. Yeah, yeah we've but, developed it together. Um, ruminated on it together. Ruminated it. I won't yeah. know if I'd say developed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Well, we did an episode
0: on it. It counts something. Yep, yep, we did. Uh, I mean, the, the part that I feel... That I feel I helped maybe with was the the Aegon nose component, which is kind yeah. of up in that. But anyway, I digress. Um so I think I think he does tell him eventually, because he's had a lot of guilt about that. He thinks about him in the jail cell, about you know, he should have had the conversation with the boy. Um mm-hmm.
1: you know, I I think probably he does. Yeah, at least some sort of conversation. If anything to to now that John's at the wall and he's a sworn brother of the Night's Watch. Yeah. If anything, to put John's mind at ease a little bit in in terms of the why you've suffered so long feeling like a bastard and everything. Yes. And
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, there and <laughs> Just knowing sometimes helps. By the way, the other the other component that the, the the fights against all this is the something we all feel all the time i can do that anytime i see the kid every day now i can tell him whatever i'll do it tomorrow well I don't like the sunrise today i'll do it the next day
2: yeah you
0: know like there's always reasons to not do the things that you think you should do mm-hmm. and he could just intend to tell him and just never get around to it just like he did for you know the first
2: 15 years probably
0: <laughs> Mm. there's always that fighting human, yeah.
1: So <clears throat> we both agree that with ne- Ned's leg wound, he probably doesn't go beyond the wall in the Great Ranging. No. No. Um, but
0: I, but I can't see him slipping to a a, a role that isn't leadership based. Sure, somehow. sure. Like he's just going to naturally
1: take over there. It's not even. It's yeah. He's not even going to try to. <laughs> yeah. But he just. Some people just lead. And they're mm-hmm. just looked to as leaders. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? One thing that is an awful shame that we wouldn't get to see in this case, if Ned had gone on the ranging, was Ned at Craster's Keep. Mm-hmm. I would love to see... How yeah. Ned deals with that. Yeah. Nest of adders. We've talked about him with um, children. This is just a single adder. The Sorry. single adder, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ned with children. Nest and of Python. How it's always about. Well, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't be that that complimentary towards Craster. <laughs> he's a brute, man. <laughs> he's a big axe wielding dude. He's he's gruff.
0: Yep. But
1: anyway. But you know what I mean. Yeah. With yeah, yeah. His thing.
0: yeah, the focus would be the children for sure. Yeah. And what would he do? Yeah. Because I'm not sure he would let them leave until something happened.
1: Right. So we we don't get to see that showcase, which would have been quite fun to to read about
2: yeah That's um true.
1: That's a good point. I, I thought about just some relationships that would be interesting at the wall uh oh yeah what do you think his relationship with like maester amon would be would there be anything there uh-huh. i mean on one hand robert's rebellion ned participated in you know deposing the targaryen dynasty <clears throat> on the other hand if they're both kind of in on what Jon Snow's destiny might be. There might be a little connection there.
0: Yeah, they might just walk up with a secret handshake.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, a little tap of the nose or something. I,
0: I, get, I get the sense that they would be bygones. Uh, they, they would be...
1: Amon's that friends. way with everyone else, right? So.
0: Well, I mean, he's he knows what his role now is and he looks right. beyond the political components pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know that the, the plague the rest of Westeros, so I, I think he'd look past it pretty quick. And I think Ned, um, Ned tends to look at individuals,
2: not mm-hmm. families,
0: right, mm-hmm. and, and judge them for who they are. So I think, uh, I think, I think they'd be fine, I think they'd go along splendidly.
1: Cool, Alistair Thorne. No, Alistair <laughs> fought for, uh, yeah. the, the Targaryens in Robert's Rebellion. Um, and it's interesting to think about if if Alistair he would i think Alistair would feel threatened by Ned. Yeah. Um there's another natural leader coming in, but whereas Ned naturally assumes a leadership position, Alistair seems to desire it and he likes having power over people as evidenced by his treatment of new recruits. Um and I wonder how having John's quote unquote dad there would change Alistair's treatment of John
0: I wonder if I wonder if we'd get a little bit of projection from Ned mm. when he sees Alistair treat John like a bastard the way he does mm-hmm. get a little bit of pent up rage and uh, misplaced not that Alistair doesn't deserve to be you know knocked around put, a and, bit. put in his place, but for all the times he didn't reprimand Catelyn
1: for that behavior
2: right. And now Ooh, he to lay like into somebody
1: about it. Yeah, because no consequences now, right? Right. What are you going to do to me?
2: Yeah.
1: I'm Ned Stark, and I'm the best guy you got up here right now. Yeah. He'd never say that, but seriously. Yeah. Okay, last one. This one would be fun. Jono Slint. <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I Ned thinking- wouldn't suffer that guy for
1: that long. And... and- And remember, it was Janos that ordered the killing of all of Ned's men in the throne room.
0: I forgot that.
1: So not only is Janos just a a loser to begin with and a total dick, yeah, but he is responsible for all of Ned's friends getting butchered in King's Landing. He gave the order.
0: Yeah, but I mean, he didn't
1: give the order really. I think. I mean, I'm sure he
0: would still. Be a dick to him, but he knows he was taking order to give it,
1: right? Yep, but I I don't think Ned would abide it, man. Mm-hmm. Now I don't think he'd go into a rage and just like cave his face in, but I'd be yeah. interested to see how that relationship would would end up being. Yeah, I kind of looked into it to see if Janos maybe if this if Ned living changes Janos's arc at all, and I don't think it does. I think he'd still end up at the wall, um, yeah, because of Tyrion. So. That would be fun to see. Would be. Um, you posed a good question on our little outline that we had of what does Ned do about John betraying the watch. Uh,
0: did I put that on there? Maybe because I, I didn't did. even because I didn't even answer it. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cut this. Take it out. <laughs> I,
0: I really wanted you to answer it. <laughs> What what does Ned do about John betraying the Watch?
1: That's a it's a really good question because on one hand you've got the Ned Stark in Bran One, who's killing mm. who's beheading a Night's Watchman yep. for deserting, yep. right? And you've already got like a depleted Night's Watch; they need every man they can get, and you're chopping off deserters' heads. On the other hand john's his kid Mm -hmm. there's a specific reason that john did what he did and he was able to bring back very specific intelligence and stuff that the night's watch never would have known otherwise so does ned see past the immediate yes john you broke your vows to that greater good
0: i think he does uh and here's why and it's it's kind of a it's kind of a transitive property of mathematics, kind of reason. Ooh. Uh, we we know. We know that there are men, at the wall, Amon being one of them, uh, but but lesser men as well, that forgive John this transgression, uh, for given you know the reason that he's told them right mm-hmm. that they that they say okay I understand and they kind of move on. And. Uh, we know Ned is better than most of those men. And so we assume Ned will also forgive him for that transgression.
1: Transitive property of mathematics. Whoa. Bam. I bow to you. Um, I've got a note here about talking Stannis, but that might be better off later. Do we need to talk about first about what happens with Stannis before he would have come to the wall? When we talk in our in later sections,
0: uh, we can we can talk about it wherever wherever
1: you want. <laughs> let's do it now. Go ahead. Well, I guess the question. Well, we'd have to it? we'd have to rewind, clear back, and leave the wall for a bit, and go. You know, to Stannis. All right. What, well,
0: let's wrap up the wall.
1: Yeah, let's wrap up the wall. Okay. Because with Stannis, we got to go clear back to his meeting with Renly and siege of Storm's End and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't he have would even come to the wall.
0: I don't have a section on the north in general,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so I did add some thoughts about the north in
1: general. Um, Good. I think here. I just kind of peppered it into mostly our talk about Rob. I guess that's where I probably okay. talk about most of it. But I think yeah, I, I have some of that out.
0: too. I guess. Do you think anything changes? Yeah, you're right. I
1: have it more later. Um, so let's put a pin and Stannis at the wall. yeah yeah um, it, let's see if I just missed any notes on the wall stuff. Uh, it would be interesting to see <clears throat> Ned would probably be in there on the um, the defense of Castle Black, and it would be interesting to see how his leadership influences you know mm. both the fight on the Castle Black side of the wall as well as the fight at the wall against the wildlings.
0: But still probably mostly useless as a fighter, but as a general
1: and as a mind. As a leader. Yeah, yeah I, I was noting that um Eddard is mostly a veteran of offenses, offensives. Mm. Right? Attacking. Yeah, yeah he attacks Winterfell. And, and this would be more of a defensive uh, strategy that he would be taking on, defending the Castle Black and defending the Wall and everything. So it'd be interesting to see his agility as a strategist and everything. Um, yeah, and I'm sure he's point. got it. I'm sure he's got it. But, you it's know, during point, Robert's though. Rebellion, they were attacking places. Yeah. At uh, the Greyjoy Rebellion, yep. same thing. They invaded. Yep. So It'd be interesting to see how he defends, but <clears throat> I think he could do it.
0: Um, Maybe this one kind of applies. I mean, it kind of applies to his kids' stuff too, but just in relation to, let's fast forward to when they come back and they know that the others, um you know, are a real thing. A thing, Sam comes uh-huh. back and the people of the first men, first the first men come back and they know it's a real thing.
2: Uh-huh. Does
0: does something change with their all? There must always be a Stark of Winterfell. Does he does does with the knowledge he has from his long family history that we all kind of assume he has? We don't know. That, that could be lost in time, and they just know the phrase. Mm-hmm. But does something change with what you know? What he can do to combat the others, n- knowing that they're there and that they're a more real threat now than they used to be, right? You know, even writing to Winterfell or summoning the troops or writing to Stannis or I don't know what, right? But something.
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting thought. That. I mean his I wish we could get more from his POVs but his POVs are so focused on King's Landing and his yeah. job as hand that we really get zero insight to if he has any like passed down tribal type knowledge that's just with that's been passed down from Stark to Stark
0: Yeah, I wish uh, he'd stop focusing so much on the hand job as well but <laughs> you know it's hard sometimes
1: when you take what you can get. Yep. We've all got things. <laughs> we sure do. Uh, that would be interesting to, to know, though. Um, one note that just in relation to John. So John grows tremendously as a commander and as a leader of men yeah. uh, after returning from the... Uh, from beyond the wall, right? Yep. And I put this down as kind of a general note to all of Eddard's kids, is how is their growth and development perhaps stunted or inhibited by Ned actually surviving?
0: Yeah, you're, <clears throat> you're getting to my thesis statement at the end here.
1: Ah, good, okay. okay. Well, yeah. we won't talk about the other kids right now, but just in relation to John is, You know, it's the same thing with me. My dad is a tremendous handyman and he can fix anything in the world. And so many times when he and I are working on something together, building shelves or, you know, remodeling something or whatever, I just defer to him because he already knows. And so I end up not learning anything and not growing because I'm not doing. He does all the He puts all the thought into it and he ends up doing the majority of the work and just kind of directs me. Okay, Matt, hold this here. Put the screw in here or whatever and i'm not putting any real thought into it right yep same thing with john here at the wall does that same thing happen does ned naturally assume kind of a leadership position and john naturally defers to his father thereby not gaining any of that experience that he needs or that he gains otherwise
0: yeah yep you learn you learn by making mistakes mm-hmm.
1: right and by something. And by being thrust into situations that you didn't plan on being thrust into, and rising to the occasion. So yeah,
0: for sure. So I yeah, that's that's a a major, a major theme I think. Uh, And things I've seen, you know, written not exactly that way the way you put it, but similarly that, you know, Ned kind of had to, for this story to be what this story is, he had to die. He had to get out of the way.
1: Yep. Yep. But we'll come back to that. We sure will. Okay,
0: where where do you want to go? The next section we had is Riverlands, but we can go wherever.
1: I'm cool with Riverlands, so there we'll be talking kinda of about Rob and everything. So Yep. Yeah. Yep. So
0: so we kind of touched on this already. Um you know, when when we were talking about Jamie taking the <clears throat> or or uh Ned taking the cart, maybe. Um you know north and what if the Lannister stopped him and things but would there be a discussion of trading Ned for Jamie um, you know went so Jamie just to, to remind everyone mm-hmm. Jamie is captured in the whispering wood I think it's one or two chapters before Ned is beheaded yeah and one of those chapters is Danny so it's like who knows the fuck that happened but uh, <laughs> it's kind of irrelevant um, to you know to this timeline um so it happens right before, and so they don't know they don't know that that they have Jamie and if they knew, they definitely would have made sure Joffrey made a different choice, I think,
1: yeah, they definitely wouldn't I mean to the point of someone stepping in in front of ill Payne and like grabbing his arm or something yes, like, do right. not kill him like right, yeah. Which openly defying the king, but if that's what they felt they needed to do.
0: So the question being, do do they not send him to the wall at all,
1: right? Mm-hmm. And
0: instead say, okay, Ned for Jamie.
1: And Rob would take that in a heartbeat. I think.
0: Yeah, there's discussion I remember about uh, somewhere. I, this is part of Game of Thrones that I didn't really read, but. Or they're talking. Or maybe it's actually in a cock, but he's talking with uh, with his mom about mm-hmm. you know trading for the girls, right? And you know, is that enough? Is that worthwhile? But I think I think Rob would make the trade straight up for Jamie, right? Well, even Rob- though.
1: Yeah, what yeah. you're referring to, that talk, is is Rob actually says that he wasn't planning on trading Jamie, and he wouldn't trade Jamie. Not for, for the girls. That he wanted to keep Jamie for good behavior. He wanted to keep Jamie as hostage. They would trade other prisoners for the right. girls. What um,
0: I couldn't remember was whether that conversation took place before or after they learned that Ned died. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure that it's after. And whether or not it was like, well, we'll trade him for Ned, but not for
1: right. the girls. Yeah, it was after. Okay. Okay. Because uh, Ned wasn't even in that conversation. That is one okay. that I see. You didn't read it, but I did. So we're balancing Yay. each other out. We read like the whole book. I think that actually is in Clash of Kings, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Um. So you, so you think that is worth it to? You think that is worth it to Rob? You think it's worth it for the Lannisters too, right?
1: I think it's worth it to them.
0: Yes. I mean, if they do that, what? Do what does if let's say they make the trade, does Rob continue the rebellion? No. Do they just go home?
1: I think at that point they came down there because of Ned, and now that they've got him. I think that they do turn around and go back.
0: But now that Ned's seen I mean, he might be a guy they can just let go. Maybe he is. But like now that he's seen the corruption and what's going on and knows that the Lannister kids, like I mean, he's kind of honor bound to do something about it.
1: Right. And I can see him kind of being like, let's take a breath. Let's do this right. Yeah. I mean, right now they're expecting us to fight. Maybe <clears> if we go back and we keep communication open with Tully's and everything and we really do this right and catch them by surprise or something like that. But I th- I feel like open open hostilities would end at that point.
0: They are kind of though like... You've been watching Battlestar Galactica, they are kind of like sealing off the people without oxygen and not helping, not trying to save them if they leave the Riverlands to just be terrorized, right?
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Because they're for sure going to go through and just punish those people.
1: So, yeah, even more than they already are. And I did think about that as like, so if Rob goes back north, what happens to the Tullys and the other Riverlanders? Yeah. Unless there's like a general peace decided upon, it could be bad news. But, um, one quote I came back to is one by Tywin. I, I thought of it in regards to Rob, but it could uh, refer to Ed Muir and those guys as well. The Tywin quote to Joffrey where he says, uh, you've heard it before. When your enemies defy you, you must serve them fire, steel and fire. When they go to their knees, however, you must help them back to their feet. Elsewise, no man will ever bend the knee to you. Yep. So you have to wonder that if they did bend the knee again to House Lannister, would Tywin let things end? Would he recognize that I've still got, you know, Renly. He has other fish to try. I've got Stannis in the Stormlands. Do I let this be and go focus on those things now?
0: Right. And and I think probably he does. Um
1: I, I think probably he does. They they might, you
0: know, they'll they'll light some shit on fire on their way out. <laughs> they won't go but, quietly. Yep. But oops, drop the torch. But they'll I think they'll go focus on what they need to focus on. Right. Um So yeah, I, I think I agreed. I, I think you know, in, in my scenario it was not that they do the trade, but just that they that he did go to the wall. I think even that is enough that they walk away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. That's one I focused on a little more was that if they did that, I wonder though if they would trade. So in this scenario, let's say Arya goes with Ned, so she's out of their hands. Yep. And so they've not got that Sans they know there. it. Yeah. They wouldn't know that. And that would and they they probably would want Arya. Yeah. Uh, as trading fodder cuz they're going to want to get Jamie back for sure. Yes. Tywin just not only is Jamie, you know, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. But he's also Tywin Lannister's son and he can't abide having him be a hostage and a captive. Uh so I'm thinking a Sansa for Jamie trade.
0: Yeah, and it's not a fair trade, but maybe that's wrapped up in the whole trade of we'll let you go back without harrying your baggage train and we'll leave the Tullys be. Mhm. But you're making this trade.
1: Yep. And it's like It really doesn't make sense to keep...
0: Also, I feel like a complete ass saying that's not a fair trade. I love Sansa. I think she's totally worth Jamie. I just mean, in the world of war, they don't think so. Mm -hmm. Just before I get flamed for saying that.
1: Well, you're trading a a member of the Kingsguard. Yes. For For a future queen. For a future queen. But even uh, Tyrion says this Oh, there it is. Tyrion says to Cersei, what advantage is there in wedding the king to the daughter of a dead traitor? And obviously Ned's not dead in this scenario, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, what's the point? Uh, As a hostage, yes. Then there's a point Yes. to keep Sansa, to keep the north in line, but I don't know if they want her to be queen. It, It seems like and we'll no, I'm, I meant to this. I meant
0: I was playing with the fandom, a future queen of the North.
1: I knew what you meant. Yep. Okay. But I still don't see the point of them keeping, even keeping Sansa, to her, in her position as betrothed to Joffrey and everything. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I think there's, I think there's better options for, in their eyes with like a Marjorie Tyrell thing, and yes, definitely, rather than Sansa. So trade her back. Get Jamie. In this yeah. in this um, scenario, I noticed this is great news. This is a happy ending. Catelyn Stark gets all of her children back, minus John, who's not her kid anyways. So this is fantastic for her, right? Yes, Because yes. <laughs> Arya comes back home, Sansa comes back home, Rob's still alive, and then Bran and Rickon never leave because Winterfell's never. And we'll get back to this maybe, but Winterfell probably isn't uh taken over and sacked.
0: And she doesn't have that annoying westerner of questionable hips annoying her as well. <laughs> right?
1: Were they skinny or were they childbearing? <laughs> Make a choice, Germ.
0: No Jane. Yeah. No no Jane in the way either. Although I think she comes to like Jane, but um But uh yeah, I mean I best best case scenario for cat, you no know, other than Ned somehow escaping and living and you know, being there with her.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. She gets all of her kids back in this scenario. I mean
0: I bet she could maybe even arrange some kanjis up at the nights up at the up at the wall. <laughs> I yeah. bet that could that's a thing. Some meetups right?
1: at Moletown.
0: Yeah. Meetup at <laughs> meetup
1: They totally would. Definitely I think they would. totally would. Yeah. Uh, I I mean yeah shows. I mean
0: it, it, yeah you make a good I mean in, in some ways the North actually ends up stronger than it was before all of this they now have a young proven leader who is who's who's you know value on match.com. dot com kids still use match.com.
1: they don't is the Tinder Tinder uh, I think it's, value on Tinder I think it's Christian Mingle actually
0: <laughs> you would you would <laughs> whose value just shot through the roof on the old match dot only dot dot tinder dot com and uh, you know who will be wanted by every you know every house to, to make this match not that he wasn't in desire already i'm sure but he's proven he's got experience he's ready to lead all the kids are still there they've got this experience they've shown they won't take you know take a punch to the mouth without fighting they mm-hmm. they're almost stronger now even though they lost Ned
1: even though they lost Ned fight now. me fight me about it yeah for sure tell and, me i'm wrong uh, uh, rob not only has, is he experienced but he's earned respect he's earned the respect yes. of the other northern leaders you that's know, what I was
0: going for with my whole tinder thing
1: the umbers and all of that
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 he's got he's got respect from everybody
1: yeah yep they they've seen him in battle they've sat in planning with him and you know they're they got yeah. his back now they totally it's almost do. like
0: sports ball again. I know, but it's almost like, do you do you want to have like the thirty five year old proven veteran who's like a top five to ten player in the league, or do you want to have the guy who's twenty and he's only top twenty, but like he's going to be around for a long time
2: mm-hmm. and
0: he might get to top five, right? Like which as a you know as a franchise, the Starks of Winterfell, you know as a franchise who do they want they want the young wolf or they want
1: you know the The aging vet who's well respected and everything right but and and the good thing about rob stark is he's that he's that player sorry i think in terms of hockey so he's that player that will not shy away from getting hit he'll go into the corners and and do the rough stuff you know uh with 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 other guys and he'll stand up for his teammates and everything not to mention he's he's captain material yeah. And Rob Stark's that kind of he's proven himself to be that kind of kid and that kind of kid earns respect even from the veterans on the team. So right. yeah. I think I think Rob taking over Winterfell would be an awesome situation. Okay, so I think we're kinda of
0: coming to agreement. They leave whether they get a trade for Ned or whether he goes to the wall, they leave in this agreement, they try probably trade Jamie for Sansa mm-hmm. and for some, you know, Players to be named later, which involve like leave the Tully's the fuck alone, uh, you know, don't burn everything they have, uh, that those kind of agreements. And they just kind of agree to disagree and 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 go back. The only maybe fly in the ointment is that if Ned is traded and free, he might he might have honor get in the way and feel like he needs to fix the situation. But right. maybe he gets over it too. Yeah.
1: Or maybe he just decides to take time and do this in a calculated way. Um, uh, from the, from the Riverlands
0: perspective also though, there is
1: the actual Riverlands to consider instead of just the Morgans and the Riverlands. Mm-hmm.
0: The Tullys and Freys yeah. probably never make the alliance that they had, um, which they broke anyway, I guess. No Red Wedding, <laughs> obviously.
1: Um so does does Edmir Rob... doesn't
0: get the experience that he ended up getting in the battles and kind of I think he grew quite a bit for sure in, over the course of the, of the books. Yep,
1: he remains a floppy fish. Yeah, he remains a floppy fish because he
0: never meets his Roslin.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Roslyn though, do we still have Rob marrying a fray? Though we talked about him being an eligible suitor and everything, but
0: yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I suppose that. I suppose that pact is still on.
1: Yeah. So does he? Does he marry? You know? Does he marry Rosalind? This seems like a nice ring to it. And then that's interesting. You've got a you've got another uh, gal from the Riverlands um, oh, being the dude. Lady of Winterfell.
0: Maybe the red wedding still happens. Oh no. Right. T- tell me. They well they agree. Like, all right, fine. Oh, peace. okay. Yep.
1: I know what you're getting at.
0: And, but the wedding's still, they're like, hey, Frey's are like, hey, stop in for the wedding. We
2: mm-hmm. still got our deal. Mm-hmm.
0: And meanwhile, the, all the plotting with Roos and still happening. Frey had oh, okay. already happened by that point. Yep. It just continues and they do it earlier and it still
1: happens. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it's months earlier, but like, why not? Yeah, maybe they, uh, they, they, uh accelerate their planning. Cuz I did put a note in here that you know, a lot of these northerners, the umbers and and people like that I'm trying to wonder if they'd be okay returning home. And part of me thinks they would be like they don't love their people dying down here in no. the south and everything yeah. and now that they've got Ned they want to go home. You know, they don't want they want to just be back there. The only person that doesn't profit from this, or who had other motivations in the first place, was Roose Bolton, right? Yeah. As we've we've discussed, and if you want to check out a certain essay <laughs> uh, about the motivations of the Red the Wedding conspirators, there is a we talk about Roose planning early on to, and his motivation being. That he wants to improve his standing in the north. So, I think it it very much he would be the one unsatisfied leader, northern leader, who's going home feeling like crap. Yeah, missed opportunity, right? Right. So, yeah, yeah. dude, Scat. I wonder, would he, maybe he still try to pull something off with the phrase?
0: There's probably something. I mean, we're, we're both. This is this is not in my notes. We're coming up with this kind of on the fly. There's probably some reason why that couldn't or wouldn't happen that
1: way. Well, the one thing that some I think of is
0: relationship or
1: something. But Walder has no reason to feel slighted at this point, right?
0: No, it'd just be an old-fashioned power grab, right? Right. But you're right. I mean, he would be actually sacrificing, you know, marriage with the Lord of, uh, with the Lord of the the North, right? Mm-hmm. Or the warden of the north, probably, and you know, a rising star, like you just said. His Tinder profile gets swiped right all the time. Is it right or left? Is the you know, uh, <laughs> uh, so he's got less motivation for sure to betray him, right? But if if the hook is baited well,
1: maybe, yeah, and and you know, a lot of times it's it's odd, and we've talked about this before for these marriages to occur outside of regions, right? It's yeah. it's odd that there was even a betrothal in the first place with a Stark to a Tully, right? Because usually yes. you kind of stick within your region. So maybe Walder's thinking, ah, it doesn't really do me any good to make this pact with the North when I could be making pacts with people around me. On the other hand, Walder has so many options with all yes. his children and grandchildren yeah. and great-grandchildren that maybe he's like yeah that'd be great you know that's a cool that's a cool alliance to have in my back pocket if I ever need it
0: yeah but, but Rosalind's like the shiny the shiny two dollar bill in, yeah. a, in a pocket full of pennies, uh, Sacagaweas yeah. I don't know what the references <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I think Rob still marries a fray And takes her back to Winterfell. Final thought.
0: My final thought is, hey man, probably a lot more small folk live.
1: Yes. Which is what I'm mostly for. That'd be the plan.
0: Uh, Shall we move on?
1: Yeah.
0: Alright. So we do our patron acknowledgments?
1: Yes. (laughs) We should. It's been a while, but we still acknowledge you. It's
0: been a while, and thanks for sticking with us. Through these these times. Yep,
1: for sure. Appreciate all of you. So let's start see. off.
0: We'll start off with uh, Lady Fat Ass Red.
1: Yep, and Jeff, Colin you Gib, Ghost Chase Killer, the Bard of Legends Aaron M, Cat Spearborn, and Mister J, the Red Shirt in Black. At a reach around level, we have B Word, our Queen Beyond the Wall, and finally at the Team John level. Misa, our queen of gifts and beauty.
0: Thank you, everybody. Yes, thank you. For your continued support. Yes. In these weird times. And uh, more fun coming on the Patreon side. We've had some time to stew on so. For sure. Yep. We're excited. All right. King's Landing, man. Okay.
1: King's Landing.
0: This is kind of the third of the big ones, I think. Sure.
1: Yep. The rest because... of them are kind of more one off yeah, we're now we get into Sansa a little bit, although we've kind of talked about her already. Yeah. That she gets traded back. There's really no point. It seems like for the Lannisters to keep her around. Yeah. So maybe this is where we talk about Stannis and Renly too. I mean, I mean, they could keep her as just a hostage. Yes. To make sure the North stays,
0: you know, stays true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that that would be. But, 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 I think to get Jamie back, they're gonna need to send her. yeah, that would be
1: one of the requirements, right. And even if they had her as a hostage, like, do they really want her being the queen?
0: No, 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 right. they just keep her as a
1: handmaid, so then I wonder if but still, it's such a lopsided trade, Jamie, for because I wonder if maybe they're like, okay, we'll give you Sansa back, but we still need a hostage to guarantee your good behavior north. so. Send us Rickon or something, mm. but I don't know.
0: No, I think I think she gets sent back probably mm-hmm. as part of the deal. I mean, the the, the Starks don't have. I don't know. If 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 it depends a little bit on what has happened to Ned, but if if Ned has been spared, mm-hmm. don't they kind of feel almost like they owe Jamie to them? It's like, oh man, all right, be on your way.
1: Yeah, and it's like, well, what are we gonna do with him? <laughs> yeah. Well, they could keep him as a hostage,
0: but, but I don't think that would get them get them passage up back north. I mean, I it, I think it makes sense for all parties to just give everyone
1: back. Yep. Just like but, let's just pretend this never happened. Yeah, exactly. Bygones, bygones.
0: Uh, I've quoted that twice in this episode. I can't even remember what it is. What it I don't fell. know.
1: But I thought you were just making it up.
0: Oh, you know, you know what it is? Hmm. It's Allie McBeal. One of my college roommates was obsessed with Allie McBeal. Ally it McBeal. It was weird. I know it was weird. That's well, as, I mean, vague as our show.
1: major pain reference. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: the... <laughs> it was so awesome.
1: Uh, our Venn diagram. The Venn
0: diagram. Who are you gonna that? Are you gonna tell the story?
1: Who is that from? Oh, it was from Curtsy While You Tweet. I wish I knew your real name, Curtsy While You Tweet. I know. Yeah. We've interacted with this person for years. Yeah, for sure. Um, Song of Madness and everything.
2: Uh,
1: Curtsy While You Tweet sent us, had been listening to episode 97 and just loved our, you know, we had a reference to Little Shop of Horrors and then a reference to the movie Major Pain. And so... he, she, Kurtzwell, I tweet, they, yeah, we use they in those situations, Gad. they we do our best to. uh made a Venn diagram of overlapping circles of Major Pain, A Song of Ice and Fire, and Little Shop of Horrors. Which, which I don't even remember making the Little Shop of Horrors reference. I remember it. I don't remember exactly <laughs> what you referenced, but I remember it coming up. Yeah. So, uh, that's I mean, pretty. It's, good. it's a good show. It's just Davos Fingers. That's how that's... we are. Slave,
0: slave Where were we? Holy
1: crap. We are in King's Landing. So mm-hmm. I guess the big question is, and this one was a hard one for me to think on, and I don't know that I have really anything great to say is what happens with Jamie at this point? Yeah. You know, he goes through such a transformative experience with Brienne and being in the Riverlands and losing his hand. What happens when he goes back to King's Landing and and with that, what happens in his relationship with Cersei versus Tyrion? Yeah, it's uh,
2: yeah,
0: it's very interesting. And what you have to say will probably be much more profound than what I have to say. Nope, <laughs> <We> guarantee it's <laughs> well, not. Well, and let me let me up my profound levels uh, <laughs> real quick and see if I can do better than I was going to do. I think the, some of this depends a little bit on on what you think of Jamie in general, and, and maybe kind of how you believe in people and, and and what they go through and how they change. I I'm a person that believes that usually change needs a catalyst mm-hmm. uh, of some kind, and uh, you know something for the kind of change he's going through a, a very big one, um, a hand sized catalyst, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a, a big one and. Uh, he's not gonna get it mm-hmm. if he's just sent sent home with Lannister cronies. Never gets to re- develop that relationship with Brienne, a person of quality, you know, who honors him for what he is and for what he isn't. Just takes him for what he is, mm-hmm. right? Um, and he never gets that relationship to offset against, you know, the major female relationship he has in his life, which is toxic as shit in every way. Yeah. I guess the lovemaking isn't probably that toxic. But beyond that, it's pretty toxic. And <laughs> some of that probably is. Anyway. Um, point is, I don't think he gets he doesn't I don't think he gets that, that motivation to change. Now there are yep. some people that believe that, you know, in kind of fate and destiny and, you know, that Jamie Lannister's a good guy deep down. Um, you know that you know what actually this is turning out to be more profound than I thought. That he's deep down a good guy and that he was always gonna make this change. Um, I'm I've come I've come to the conclusion in the last couple years, just personally, that I don't I don't really believe in good people and bad people. I just believe that you do good and bad things and right. you're scaled every day. Every day you put you put your deeds on the scale and were you good or bad and that's that's who you are. And um, you know, at least for that day. and Those days turn into a pattern and those patterns paint a picture and that picture is who you are. And, you know, I don't think, I don't think Jamie's, I don't think Jamie's putting a lot of good stuff on the scale. And I don't think he has reason to until he takes this trip and learns some things. Yep.
1: Agreed. Agreed with you. especially in terms of the catalyst for change. We know from his uh, conversations with Catelyn in in jail and and later some of his uh, POV stuff that he is affected by what people say about him as the Kingslayer. And there is those shreds of humanity within him. There is something behind all that bravado. But there needs to be a catalyst. There needs to be learned experiences. There needs to be an example that he sees. Like you talked about being in a toxic relationship, being with a woman of quality, as you said about Brienne. And there needs to be that to, to spur the change. And I don't think he gets that. So unfortunately, I would probably say that Jamie Lannister remains the Jamie Lannister that we see in the Game of bro. Thrones, and yeah, Jamie popped collar, bro Lannister. Uh, yeah, and and maybe there's incremental changes, but nothing like shaved head, one handed, Jamie Lannister.
2: So. Yeah,
0: filling in the register with
1: with the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly,
0: giving good advice to Loras Tyrell instead of just being snide with him um reprimanding was it, Boris and Marin for their behavior. Um the I meeting, mean, I think. It's been a while since I read some of that stuff. I'm going from memory, but right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And and I see him being as kind of that <laughs> that middle guy between Tyrion and Cersei who doesn't really take sides, but he's kind of there and yeah. You know, privately he still supports his brother and privately he's still a Cersei too, because obviously he just, he's a member like, of the Kingsguard, but
0: when the fights break out at family dinner he just kinda of disappears until things <laughs> so simmer down. So are we cool. He's just like fuck you guys fucking figure it out. I'm,
1: uh-huh. I'm yeah. gonna go have a smoke. Then he texts Tyrion later and Yeah. And he's like, Man, she was crazy tonight, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he texts yeah. Cersei later and was like, dude, Tyrion God, was of his rocker. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Playing both sides. But in those relationships, like, the Tyrions and Cerseys the are, they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose that person because mm-hmm. then it's unbalanced. Mm-hmm. Even if they know they're playing both sides, they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: So so Jamie remains the chosen one. He brings balance to the <laughs> the Lannister Force. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh bounce. Balance to the force. Does that just mean he killed
1: like an equal number of younglings with his left and right hand? That's exactly what it means. Okay. Anakin Skywalker sucks, man. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh. Just sucks. Uh, I think I think he sucks for the same reasons that I think Starbucks sucks. I think about it. Huh. And spoiler alert, but she's got some chosen one type she motifs does. going on in her story too. So she does entitled little brats. That's all they are.
0: I mean, yeah. you realize Anakin grew up a slave and had nothing, right?
1: <laughs> and then when he gets the littlest taste. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, 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 no. Everyone has to live from. They have to make their choices depending on how my life has gone, not (laughs) how their life has gone.
0: I think we've we've
1: covered the Anakin thing
0: before. I think the main reason we disagree
2: about Anakin, and I don't love him or anything, but I think the main
0: reason we disagree about him is is because of the Clone Wars component. Yes, which flushes Anakin out a lot
1: better and kind of gives you gives you a little bit more. But and I I told you that I, I you tried, tried to give that yeah. another shot again right? I've yeah I thought actually it. the
0: last thing I heard was somebody, it might have been Justin suggested that, uh, suggested that you just go with like a greatest hits list it was like these are the good ones just watch these ones.
1: And I started doing that and was really excited about it I found a good list that I liked that probably yeah. had well, I still probably had 25 episodes or so, mm-hmm. including the whole final season, because everything I heard is just like, watch the whole final season. Yeah. And I still probably only made it like seven episodes mm. before I just started watching something else again. Just kind of lost it. So, yeah. yeah. So.
0: No, I get it. I've, I've got a little bit of, if I'm honest, where the hell, what the hell are we doing that? Fucking <laughs> Star Wars in the middle of King's Landing. <laughs> Normal ass, uh, man. I got, I got a little bit of Star Wars, do you? I'm like, a little bit. I mean, yeah. I see you guys talking on the Twitter about, you know, the club and stuff. I'm like, yeah, no. I right.
1: Mm. I totally understand. I think it's because I think you're the same way as me as we go so hard on things. Yeah. Hard on things. That that yeah. burnout is, where it's seen as a negative, is actually more of a positive. Like, and it helps yeah. us come back harder and stronger.
0: What is dead may never die. Yep. Uh, I think for me the main thing actually nothing. I've
1: read a book in a while
0: on the Star Wars side. Uh, for me, it's mainly just the last two movies fell so flat for me, and I don't right. want to be a downer for all you guys, but they fell so flat for me both of them. The that, that I just I can't I can't get excited about it anymore.
1: About like new content and everything. Yeah. Right. About yeah. So what I do to... for that is I stick with the things I like. I just. Try to, I just try to ignore pretend the other stuff just didn't happen. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna pretend Mandalorian
1: season two is Firefly season three. I'm good to go. And there you go. They just released a really cool picture. I don't know if you saw it online of uh Pedro Pascal doing voice work for the upcoming season of Mandalorian.
0: The only work he does,
1: you mean? Exactly. <laughs> and he's sitting there holding a pillow that's gotta be representative of Baby Yoda. And he's like holding it and he's got like his arm stuck out like he's trying to protect baby Yoda with his you know, holding him in one arm and the other arms out as if protecting him and doing voice work and it just looks cool. But
0: Listen, I am not a professional actor, nor a professional voice actor. But I didn't need a fake needle to hold when I read that cold open. I don't understand these guys. Like props can help, but a pillow? Alright. I'll move on. Hey man.
1: I like Pedro Pascal. I like a Let's move on. If you're getting those if you're getting those kind of checks, maybe you maybe you do maybe you do dig a little deeper, man. <laughs> and I don't mean
0: to put myself on his level at all. At all. I'm not, you know. I'm just
1: just seems like a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the scat tankerousness. Yeah. Okay. it's, it's coming back. Speaking of of Cranky, let's talk about Stannis and Renly. This feels like a good time to talk about them.
0: Oh wait, did I have anything else for the
1: For the Lannisters? Uh Lannister family values.
2: King,
0: well, King's
1: Landing in general. Keeping up with uh, the Lannisters. Well, the nice thing about no, Renly and yeah, Stannis no. is they kind of it kind of meshes with all of that. Okay, go for it. In my opinion. Well you've got so this is where timing gets tricky again, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you've got Catelyn meeting with Renly and Stannis. Do you think, but regardless, Stannis, uh, he he puts Storm's End under siege while Renly's over in the Reach, right? Does yes. Does Shadow Baby still happen and Renly die?
0: Oh man, I'm all screwed up on timing. I don't think any of that. I don't think Catelyn even ever goes south. Right, she wouldn't at that. Oh, point. okay. You're yeah. you're saying does, oh, you're sorry, saying, I didn't explain. You're that saying well. does the whole Baratheon thing, b- brother Peach, Schnapps uh-huh. thing happen? Uh,
1: because regardless of whether Catelyn's at that parlay, I didn't explain it very well. Stannis still puts Storms End under siege, yes. and Renly still leaves the Reach with some of his troops to break that siege, right? Yeah. Whether Catelyn right. shows up or not.
0: Right. So. Where do I even have my notes on this? I don't even know where my notes are. I took t- some, anyway. Uh, what I think, oh, it's probably my stuff. Anyway, um, so let's let's take a half step back. So that half step back is
2: yes.
0: if if really Rob retreats and the threat in the Riverlands is over and we've said we're not going to pillage and burn all the fields or whatever. Um, they can move and focus solely down in the South, yep, and that does two things um a it lets them, yeah, like you said earlier, maybe promise that marriage and beat little finger to the punch, um you know, and just have Tywin, you know there to kind of negotiate that mm-hmm. um and say let's just let's just put this whole Stannis thing to bed, um you know, friendlyley will forgive you, you'll get a nice position just like always, but this is silly now we. The full force of the Lannister army in King's Landing is against you, and you don't have that—that that third front of the war anymore, um, being driven by Rob. Yep. And so let's let's put let's put the the Knights of Summer away, mm-hmm. you know, before we crush them in battle, and let's let's move on. Um. So you have that focus from Tywin, but what you also get is potentially a reason for Stannis and Renly to bury the hatchet. And figure out a way to get along. Do you think that
1: happens? I didn't consider that. So but I like that. Let's explore that a little more. I considered Renly still getting shadow babied. Mm-hmm. Like these still comes, they, they still come to break the siege. Stannis and him still meet minus Catelyn.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and Stannis decides, you know, or he gives Melisandre the go ahead to do what she's gonna do. And Renly still dies uh and then like you said i think that the tyrells in particular are going to want to get on the winning side at that point start talking with tywin and and all of that because tywin does go back to king's landing and he can focus his full efforts on eliminating the baratheon threat
2: but yeah so
0: you think see. basically it happens on a little bit of a different timeline but the same thing happens it's just engine by
1: tywin and... right and then the battle of the blackwater is i mean if it even happened, like, would Stannis knowing that Tywin's got his full force in King's Landing, would he even attempt to invade? No. I don't his think His full he would. force
0: and the force of the Tyrells.
1: Right. Assuming
0: yeah. that thing went
1: down. Like I mean, Stannis is done, um, basically. Put a pin in that. Uh, I like this idea of them burying the hatchet, though. I didn't even consider that.
0: Well, it's more it's more like, you know how, like, there's there's this threat... You know, kind of. I don't mean like a threat to your life necessarily, but like this thing might happen, but it's kind of obtuse and then in the distance and in the future, and you don't know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, one thing happens, and you're like, oh shit, that's like two steps away now. Like we got to get this figured out. I thought I had more time.
1: Right.
2: I've
0: now I've now got to put these things in motion and make it happen. They might realize they're out of time. Right. They're not going to get to King's Landing before Tywin does, or they're not going to, you know accomplish these things while Rob is you know, basically holding the door shut or whatever, so that they can continue to get ready. They don't have the time they thought they had anymore. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they finally just have to say, okay, we're going to work together. But I don't actually think they would. I Like Stannis is for sure too proud.
1: He's just too proud at that point.
0: And, and Renly is trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. and And frankly honestly believes he's the better leader and Lots of people on both sides of that, right. I suppose. But um you know, I, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think they would. I think they would mm-hmm. both be arrogant, arrogant Barathe. I mean, they're Baratheans for a reason. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, I don't think they would bury the hatchet.
1: Which, in that case, Stannis is frankly the odd man out. Like, there's Renly's got all those forces. Tywin, of course, is running the the country right now, yep. and stannis just doesn't have the manpower to even keep up with the two of them so say renly dies and the tyrells join with the lannisters it's yeah. over for stannis yes unless now regardless of anything that's happened with all of this and, and the letters from maester amon from the wall would have gone out i think anyway they went out before or anyway to ned going to the wall I wonder yeah, I about the timing on that. If Stannis sticks with his little mantra of, oh, I had it written down and I forgot it, but you know the one that I'm talking about of a true king needs to protect this, a man who's not oh. willing to stand up for his kingdom is no true king or whatever it is.
0: Is it the, oh, uh, is the it? I was trying to win the crown to get the kingdom when I should have been saving the kingdom to win the crown or something? That That's
1: one? the one, yes. Yeah. Here, I butchered it, yeah, but it's that's like, the theme, yes, and any uh, king protects his people or he is no king at all. So okay. um I wonder if Stannis you know still gets that letter, and the problem is is would Davos have learned how to read and everything to show him the letter? <laughs> Who knows? Um, because otherwise that letter was just getting tossed, right? Well, I mean,
0: Davos, I think he probably would have. Davos would have never been lost at sea. He probably would have never been attacked on the Blackwater,
1: right? Right, yep. Davos so has didn't... all his family still, all his boys.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't remember his namesake and everything, but I don't remember his motivation or the circumstances which led him to start reading. Other than just wanting to, like if there mm-hmm. was some catalyst,
1: um, I think it's when he gets named Hand and everything.
0: Yeah,
1: and so he, the question is, what he still decides he hand needs hand to, right? Uh, because things are looking bleak. But let's say that they do get the letter and everything. I'm thinking Stannis is like, well, this is one thing I can do. I can go up north. A king protects his people, or he's no king at all. I'll start up there. He goes up north where Rob is Rob's back at Winterfell. Yeah. And maybe just maybe because Rob still, you know, they went back home under, Mm -hmm. they gave up and everything, but he might still be a little upset at the Lannisters. Ned might've filled him in on some of the stuff that's going on. I wonder if Stannis and Rob start to talk about an alliance from the relative safety of the North.
0: Uh, That's interesting. Uh, throw in Ned's, you know, if, if Ned was part of the deal for Jamie mm-hmm. and didn't go to the wall in that little timeline,
1: yes, uh, he
0: does have some very real motivation of wanting to see that done
2: for that
1: sake. Yep, and so that's what I was trying to like hold on to as you were talking about yeah. the honor sake and everything. I was like, oh, but what if Stannis still goes up there with his with his guys? Um, maybe they still help out at the the wall and everything, but. I can see Stannis being more like, okay, I'm actually going to make my home base Winterfell. Thanks for hosting me, Rob, but I'm staying, I'm sticking around here, and let's talk about things. And maybe they make some sort of agreement of an independent North or something like that. If Stannis is able to, if they're able to take the crown, then the North has freedom or something like, or independence or something. If Rob would even want that.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting thought. I mean, you know, it, even if they make that alliance and kind of agree to just march back home, you know, honor I guess maybe maintained, but <clears throat> it's still got to leave kind of, kind of a nasty taste in their mouth
1: for sure. Right? Yeah. And Stannis has, in, in. I mean, looking over it, it seems to me he has like no other options at that point. If Renly still dies and all of that, it's either that or go into exile and go into hiding.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think you're right.
1: So I can see Stannis going up north still and visiting Winterfell.
2: Yeah,
0: the whole timing of that whole thing with the letter from Amon. That happens... Do the letters come asking for help from the five kings after they learn about the fist of the first men? It is, right? Yeah, because that letter includes not just information about... about... uh, about free folk. It also contains information about an army of the dead, right?
1: I believe so.
0: It does. I did. I did the scene with Ice and Fire. <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure the letter contains something about uh, about dead and walk or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, I had the mm-hmm. fucking line. I memorized. I don't remember it. <laughs> oh well, that's right. They did. You did do that scene. Mm. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly it goes sometimes.
0: All right. Shall we move on?
1: Yes. So Stannis is in trouble.
0: He's in trouble. I think he's looking for alliances for sure. Rob is not the worst option. Um, bearing the hatchet with Renly, probably unlikely. Just mm-hmm. too
1: stubborn. Well, and like I kind of said before, even just going up north buys Stannis some breathing room. Yeah. It gets into separation room to breathe. <laughs> from the from the Lannisters in the south. So yeah,
0: yeah. It does. All right. Brienne? This is maybe the saddest
1: one. Nothing happens to Brienne.
0: We never meet her. N-
1: nothing. No quest. Nothing. Just just yeah, she goes on after Renly's death. I don't know what she does. Does she go back home to Tarth? Well, we
0: don't even know where she was. Was she with Renly in King's Landing before he left, or was she just like summoned, when like by 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 Renly? Was she just hanging out in the re- in in the Reach? Like, yeah. How did she get there? We don't know. Don't we don't.
1: Think. Nope. We don't know. We yeah. I looked into it to see if I'd missed something, and we hadn't. Uh, she comes on page with Catelyn, or in yeah. the Catelyn chapter.
0: So. Yeah crushing, crushing Loras in the, in the melee.
1: Yeah. And we get some of that history, you know, before that.
0: Yeah. She was wooed by those, those guys in the camp. Right. So I guess she, she's been with them for a while,
1: but right. we don't
0: know much else anyway. So yeah, I mean, she never gets Oathkeeper never makes it to Renly's honor guard probably. Cause maybe none of that even ever happens. Maybe it does. I guess it does.
1: The Renly's honor guard? Yeah. I think all that still happens. Yeah, but then like at that point, say Renly still dies. Uh, yeah. She's still shadow babied. At that point she's she has nowhere just to go. loose. Yeah. yeah, does she join with the Lannisters? Does she join with Stannis? Does she just go home to Tarth? Like,
0: well, she might be killed in the tent. Maybe For people yeah. thinking
1: she did it. Yes, she might. Yep. Because she took it, it was
0: Catelyn with, that gets her out of with there. With right? like, We got to yeah. get out of here.
1: Yeah, so maybe, good point. Maybe Brienne. Yeah. Certainly, it doesn't seem like she has any friends or allies. No,
0: zero friends. So,
1: no one to really stand up for
0: Now she's got several dog and Maribald and
1: Pod. Mr. Rogers, wait. Hmm? No. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. Yeah, he's everyone's friend. Arya.
0: <clears throat> Should we do Arya?
1: Yeah. Arya. So like we talked about, I think she still goes north with her father in Yoren's band, whether on sea or on foot. And that's actually a really sweet thought to think that she gets just like this time with her dad, right? Yeah. Before he has to go to the wall forever, that she gets to spend these weeks with him, or however long it takes, just being together. Yeah.
0: In a way, this is the brightest future we've ever talked about with Arya. (laughs) She, I mean, she doesn't go through hell in the river, and she doesn't hear she didn't see it hear her father Mm beheaded. She doesn't you know have to she does go through those days of hunger in king's landing but by and large a lot of her a lot of her really bad shit never even happens yeah i was she goes to the wall she gets escorted back to winterfell and she's got to practice her damn needlework a bunch with a new septa but other than
1: that you know her list gets significantly shorter was my <laughs> note <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's yeah true. none of those horrors she's exposed to like nothing and that's, that's kind of tragic because that's another one of those characters that it's, isn't developed and maybe that's a good thing though with Arya I don't know like well one thing she's becoming such a capable assassin and everything but on the other hand it's like wait a capable assassin assassin <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> yep yep she was she was one thing more than anything else capable. Right. No, assassin was the word you were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> assassin. So yeah, I, I said in a recent episode in one of her fates that, you know, she just she never finds herself and she becomes, you know, the wife to a lord and and uh you know, that 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 was in I think in the Rhaegar the Rhaegar defeats Robert at the
1: Trident. yeah i think so Uh
0: and this is a little different because she did go south still in that in that timeline she never got to learn anything she never had to live on the streets which Mm -hmm. is obviously terrible but molded her right yep she never got to embrace some of these qualities um in this timeline. she got to and you know maybe that changes her future for the better this is maybe her best timeline we've done
1: yeah. I mean, there's still options, and yeah. and, and who knows what she, what she does once she gets back to Winterfell. Or we know that the, the chat that Ned had with her in King's Landing after her fight with Sansa was, you know, the it was really North impactful one. for her. And who knows if maybe the chats that they're able to have on his way up to the wall also kind of give her some kind of encouragement to, you know... Stick with the pack, the wolf pack, mm-hmm. but at the same time, be yourself and be an individual. Yeah,
0: it's a good way to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of an encouraging timeline for little Arya.
2: Yeah.
1: Ironborn plot. Um, I don't think anything happens. I don't even think they try because well, you don't. You won't have Theon going there, right?
0: Well, yeah, probably not. He sends he sends Theon in the at the top of Clash of Kings I think, so, mm-hmm. I, you know it's it's the the idea to to invade um, was Theon's but I don't know that they never would have had it anyway right
1: right so Balon had kind of called his fleet and everything and was kind yeah. of massing forces right yeah. But it's the I agree. It seems that Theon's going home was kind of that catalyst to really get things moving, and he had the idea and everything. So if Balon knows that Rob Stark is back in Winterfell and all the or Northern, on his way at least, yeah, and all the along with all of the other Northern forces, does he even attempt? Probably not. And if he does, I think Rob meets him, and yeah, it's quashed pretty quick. Short. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And and
0: and the the real that that was a quick short way to put it, but the real impact of that to me is on Bran. Yep. And Rickon, mm-hmm. but mostly on Bran and his story. And he, does Jojen never show up? Does he never understand the dreams? Is he just told to shut up about the stupid flying bird in his dreams, and never goes, never goes north at all, and never meets we all assume is blood raven
1: right yep ned's death is the in the actual story is the catalyst for so much character growth for good or for bad right and you know long term all of ned's children because of his death are learning these valuable lessons that are probably going to aid them in the fight against the others and he like you said he had to die to set all these that tutelage in motion kind of and if he doesn't die and all of this happens yeah, it seems that Bran remains in Winterfell.
0: Yeah, and maybe... yeah. I mean, this has maybe this is maybe the biggest implication in the series, depending on what you believe about the others about fight, the others, yeah, and what effect Bran might have. Mm-hmm. You know, listener, <laughs> the the war against the others is coming for sure, and it is coming. You know, whether Ned's head touches dirt or not, it's coming, and <laughs> this has a huge impact on one of the one of the major actors. We assume in that war and being Bran. Can, right. I, can, I, can I ask you the bonus question? Oh, I think we've probably talked about it a little bit, but is Bran helping the others or fighting them?
1: I think in the end, he's fighting them, or at least, ooh, I'll say this, he thinks he's fighting them. Okay. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've said before on this podcast that I think Branson's a very dark in a dark place. Sinister. And really know yeah, it. that's what it's a very sinister to. reading thing that seems yeah. in a cave or like a friggin' horror novel. Mm-hmm. It's scary stuff. Um, you know, like PG thirteen horror, like you know, do some stuff. But anyway, um, to a large degree, though, I think that question hinges on how you feel about Blood Raven. Right. But I like Blood Raven. So I think he's eventually really doing good, even though it seems really shady.
1: Yep. Or, yeah, good as he sees it. Um, right. But I still see him as that side of fire, in the ice and fire. Right. He's a Targaryen. So,
2: um,
1: yeah. yeah. I wonder if, um, so Blood Raven, you know, regardless of Ned dying or not, he'd already... Reached out and started communicating with Bran, right? Presumably, yes. yes. Through the yeah, through the dreams. Yeah. Through the dreams. So you know there is potential for that to still happen or communication to be established. Yes. Uh, and maybe he finds some way to lure Bran out of Winterfell and get him beyond the Wall and everything up to the cave. Yeah. But
0: so I read some of this stuff in preparation and. The, the, the chapter where they find out, they get the letter from King's Landing indicating that Ned is dead, mm-hmm. is the chapter where Bran starts in the chapter by talking to Lewin about the dreams he's had mm-hmm. about the bird and, fly, and flying and things like that. And then they go down, and, and the bird told him, I think, to go, go see his father in the crypts. And so his dad was in the crypts in the dream, and so he wants to go to the crypts and see if his dad's really there. And when they go down there, Rickon's already there. Rickon's there, yep. And well, had a similar dream, and um, you know, and then they come back, and you know, Lewin's telling them it's all garbage, and you know, that's true, and <laughs> blah blah blah, mm-hmm. in, in the way that he can. And then they get the letter, right? Uh, but what the real catalyst for Bran doing anything about those dreams? Because it's almost just like having, I don't know, having a dream, and you don't you don't know what to do with it. Is Jojen, is Jojen coming? Yep. and telling him you need to go north. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in my dreams. You need to go north, and you know that's that's what causes it. So maybe that happens anyway. But if Jojen shows up, I mean, and tells and tells Rob that he's taking his brother to the north.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he's
0: going to get tossed out on his ear.
1: Uh, bullcrap. We'll yeah.
0: So it feels to me like they'll just keep the. Keep you know the poor little incapacitated Bran, you know, safe in in Winterfell, rather than letting him spread his wings and do something. Right. Like he so desperately wants to. Right. I mean, the whole time he's, even though he's he's got this um, this incapacitation, he still wants to be a knight. He still wants to do something
2: mm-hmm.
0: honorable and with valor. And that's probably cut short by the support network.
1: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And that's one of the kind of the sad timelines is if, if Jojen didn't come or anything, yeah. then Bran lives out the rest of his life just in Winterfell. Being the most
0: powerful ward ever that no one understands. And
1: no one understands. Yeah, no one knows including <laughs> like, himself. Like The wolf kid's weird. Yeah, yeah. And who knows, maybe depending on how Rob's uh, uh, baby making goes, maybe Bran ends up being the lord of Winterfell one day. But yeah, it's just different. So. Yep. Hmm.
0: The only other Ironborn thing I've got is unless did you have more on Bran or Rickon? Uh, nope. Uh, Euron.
1: You're Euron. You're
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, he's. I don't. I don't really, know, I don't really like talking about Euron, but uh, you know, he's got a role to play here. I don't. I don't. I don't think much changes. But well, did you come up with anything?
1: No, I think he's still, uh, he's, you know, whether the War of the Five Kings is going on or not, he's still planning to kill Balon and and yeah. take over the Iron Islands regardless. And yeah. so I think there's a lot of potential to all that still happening. So. Yeah,
0: me too. I don't think it changes the thing. Mm. I mean, I think he started that plot and that plan long before the War of the Five Kings was even a thing. Sure. And so <laughs> he's... Carrying through with it, regardless, mm-hmm. he, he's. I guess he's probably thankful for all the distractions, but <laughs> in general, I don't think he cares.
1: It's his thing. yeah Crazy. Right.
0: Um, you know, and Theon's presence certainly isn't going to stop him. <sighs> if Vic- if Victorian and Asha couldn't do it, Theon's going to. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: I guess we never Dorn? talked about oh, that. Oh. So does Theon? Um, just is is there a point? Like, do you reach a certain age where, like, you're released from being a hostage or something? Or is it, like, a life thing for Theon being a host? Basically, a, I know he's a ward, but he's essentially a hostage at Winterfell, right? But, like, is there a yeah. point where he's just allowed to go back to the Iron Islands?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Rob's in charge now, so he's probably just going to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There must there must be at some point where you're like, this guy's 58 <laughs> years old. Like, can we let him go back home old. now? <laughs> you know.
1: But then Theon admits later on that he's you know as much a wolf or much a Stark yeah. as he is a Greyjoy at that point, and
0: right.
1: you have yeah, to wonder if, for sure. yeah, how his life would end up. Being the best friend to the Lord of Winterfell basically
0: yeah I mean I think if you play it out and you say okay Balon still dies let's say Theon's still a ward at the moment probably that's reason enough to let him go he's like dude I'm the heir Mm -hmm. you have like my dad died he was the one you were trying to keep in check
1: we're buddies you know I'm never gonna come after you like yeah no, good point. I mean, he he's legitimately the
0: heir. If they don't send him back, there's like instability in the region. Yep. Maybe.
1: And and what it's like it, Rob right? would be like, I'd rather have someone I can yeah. trust in charge than someone I just don't even know. So, yeah.
0: You, you know, you cannot. Yep. Although it, it'd be interesting if if Theon didn't have to go prove himself to Balon, whether he would have been trustworthy. Right. You know what I mean? Like he went with that whole plot so that he could prove he was still an Ironborn. Uh-huh. To his dad,
1: right? Which means that he was always kind of shady, right? Yeah. But he did fight valiantly for Rob. Like he fought. No,
0: I don't. I don't mean that, that, that he's always too. shady. I mean he only betrays him. I'm, I'm digging down deep into, into the why, maybe that mm. I don't know. I'm guessing, but he betrays him because he wants to impress his dad with this awesome plan. Look yes. at me, I've still got tentacles, Dad. Uh huh. Um, you know, and, and if he didn't have to do that, if Balon died and he got sent home, and he didn't have to do that, maybe he would have never betrayed him. Never would have come back and done him wrong. Yeah,
2: right?
1: maybe he is committed to just like yeah. peace with the North and the can choose, doing man. their own they thing. Can do a
0: lot. They can, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Anyways, I hadn't even thought about Theon really. Outside of him not going to meet with Balon, but right, hmm, interesting. Dorne, then. Eh, Got anything for Dorne? Not really.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some interesting stuff. I mean, so uh, I don't know, I don't know how much, I don't know how much changes or not. So, Marcella is only offered up alongside uh, with justice for Ellie's death because they're fighting this three front war. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So Tyrion does that whole chapter that we all love, where he's like one, two, three, and he sees who's betraying him. Yep. Um, and he offers all the marriage packs, and everything. Um. So, it, with if that doesn't happen because the three front war ends, the offer for a seat on the council is never presented. Maybe Oberyn never even goes north. It's
1: Not needed. Yeah.
0: And we're just left with the Q plot.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the I don't I don't know even know if with Oberyn out of the mix uh, or still in the mix if if Ariane even does her thing. Right? Correct. I mean, Marcella wouldn't be there, so yep. I don't know how she would do her thing. Yeah, I mean, she, she could express her rage in another way perhaps, but you know that whole plot that she had kind of hinged on Marcella being the, the linchpin there.
1: Yeah, I see it as, um I I don't know if we made this clear at the end of our King's Landing section, but I think a marriage would be brokered between Tyrell and Lannister and Joffrey still ends up marrying Marjorie. And yeah. and yeah, and then there's, you know, barring Olena wanting to purple wedding him, uh, there's stability in the realm. There's power, right? The Lannisters are margin yeah. in charge at that point. They've got the biggest house in the Reach at their back, and it's, I, I just don't see any of that Dorn stuff happening. Yeah. At all. Also, yeah. The snake I mean, remains it, in the grass.
0: <laughs> what, what if the snake went to King's Landing anyway? Uh, even just on a yeah. holiday or something. Right. No. Tyrion's trial probably doesn't ever even happen
1: mm-hmm. in this timeline. Our last episode is just out the window. <laughs> I mean, may, it.
0: maybe it does. Maybe the Tyrells still have the gall to poison Joffrey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I didn't think about that. I didn't really think about it till now either. Because they don't like him, regardless of what Sansa says.
0: I mean, they did it right under Tywin's nose anyway. Maybe they would do it anyway.
1: He was there, yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe they would do it anyway. Yeah. But regardless... Okay, we got another hour episode to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Regardless, Tyrion wouldn't... uh, Or Oberyn wouldn't be there for the trial. So Tyrion would just not have a champion and die, I guess?
1: Perhaps. My head just exploded. You've got Jamie there though. How does that change oh, yeah. the dynamic?
0: Jamie with both hands. He'll defend him for sure. Oh, man. So he wins, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Man, what a mess. <laughs> Let's pretend this didn't happen. <laughs> no way. He couldn't, though. Jamie's a Kingsguard. He would King... have to defend the, the Kingsguard side. Oh gosh. So he wouldn't have a champion. Unless he could convince Braun to do it. Now in this in this timeline, maybe he could convince Braun to do it, because Braun didn't get knighted. Uh, For his. Because the Blackwater. Blackwater and everything else.
1: So he's not feeling. So he's not
0: rich and he's not married. He's not got much to stand on without Tyrion, maybe. But it's still Jamie. I don't know if he would volunteer for that. Right. Jamie's Novartis.
1: And Tyrion is public enemy number one, like against the crown. And so if Braun accepts being his champion, even if he wins. Tyrion's still seen as the yes. bad guy, right? Yeah. And so it's still something Oberyn of... just didn't give a shit about, right? <laughs> so it still kind of reflects badly on Bronn's potential chances of rising yeah. up. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh gosh, what have we? So done? a lot changed, actually.
0: The yes. Dornish plot was more complicated yeah.
1: than we thought. Whoops. As we just watched walked everyone through it. I've spent so much time thinking about John O'Slint. That... <laughs> Dude, it's not healthy. Get that guy out of your head. And what Ned would do to Craster.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh so anyway, so you still got Oberyn in, in, in Dorn and uh snake in the grass reunited yep and uh
1: or never disunited yeah
0: just there. to do whatever it is they're gonna do
1: Mm-hmm. and who knows if they would still try to plan something um yeah i and, mean i
0: think they're sending q anyway
1: but yep um yep. yep
0: okay uh we're almost we're almost wrapped up here matt the next one we should we save the worst for last here I don't mean worst because I don't like her. I mean worst because I'm not sure there's much to say.
1: There's not much to say, yeah.
0: Daenerys uh, is in Essos. Considers Ned to be the Usurper's attack dog. Uh, Usurper being Robert. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know that anything at all changes for her.
1: No, I mean, she'd still be coming back if she came back to Westeros. To a Lannister-controlled capital. Yeah. Um, Or
0: Tyrell-controlled.
1: Sure. Yeah, depending on how the Purple Wedding goes. (laughs) If it happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, I mean, there's some potential. That's another thing, though. Sorry,
0: back to the Tornish thing. No Tyrion trial. No Oberyn uh, killing the mountain. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: No Tyrion likely escaping and shooting Tywin. Tywin's still around to to be a thorn in the Tyrell side, so a lot changes there too. Sorry, keep going. Dan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say you've got a a much more uh, you have a lot more stability in the yes. Lannister reign. Right. With Jamie, with Tywin, and having Jamie and Tywin, you you probably have a Cersei that's kept a little more in check. Mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that Daenerys, if she came back to westeros would be coming back again up against a much more stable lannister regime yeah so
0: agreed yeah i i i i think she still rejects quentin as much as she needs allies i don't think that's she doesn't go with that Mm-hmm. choose the fire um she still wants to free slaves. She still suffers her identity crisis and stays east for a while. Still needs to wait for the dragons to grow, frankly. Um, but yeah, King's Landing will be different, and so she'll need to she'll need to deal with that. Mm-hmm. However, she comes in. Right. Which I know is a source of much debate in the fandom now.
1: All right. Yeah, we did get a little bit more out of that than maybe I thought we would. So. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: All right is it is it time to to do some wrap-up thoughts
1: oh let's go to bed man (laughs)
0: i'll swim past my bedtime by an hour and 18
1: minutes it is yeah we gotta get you to sleep you need your beauty sleep Mm. so it was it was nice to kind of think about eddard a little bit and um you know what eddard stark good guy uh, his fervent commitment to keeping his promises. Yes, I wrote this out, so that's why I'm using words like fervent commitment or phrases like that. <laughs> his fervent commitment to keeping his promises, like not telling Catelyn about Jon's heritage, executing Night's Watchmen when their numbers were already low, giving Cersei the three-second head start in King's Landing. Sometimes those seem to hurt more than they helped. Like, sometimes I really just want to take Ned by the shoulders And teach him the fine art of fudging for the greater good. Like, (laughs) you know, if you would have just... I know you promised, Leanna, you wouldn't tell anyone. But if you would have just told your wife, it would have made things so much better for you, for Catelyn, and for John, if you would have just told her, right? So there's those types of things that are frustrating. But you know what Ned also was? He was devoted. He was caring. He was honorable. He was humble. He was dutiful. He was a man of integrity. Like, he was the man, type of man who would honor both lords and servants at his table. Who would teach his daughter to dance the way she wanted to dance. And who made the valiant effort of buying his other daughter a doll when she didn't want it. And that fell flat. But what other dad hasn't been there before and fallen flat with getting a gift? But this is the guy who defied a king who commanded him to kill a child... And therefore forfeited perhaps, it wasn't even perhaps, the second highest political position in the country. So, you know, it's it's said of Eddard, as criticism, that he was too dense or too naive to play the Game of Thrones. You know, like I kind of said with Arya and the Assassin thing, you know, the Game of Thrones. That game where dishonesty, lust for power, cunning, betrayal disloyalty to anything but yourself are the requisite skills. I say good for him for refusing to play that game. Good for him for being bad at playing the game of Thrones. And yes, I know he lost his head for it. And, and, and that changed the whole course of history. And yes, I know Billy Joel said that only the good die young, but you know what? Ned died a good man. He died a decent man. So I guess this is me signing off. With that in mind, saying that the the older that I get, the older my family gets, the more my desire increases for that to be said of me. You know, I want to be a good person, a good father, a good husband, a good neighbor, a good man of my faith, a good friend, a decent human being. And if that's all that's said of me in the end, I feel like that would be enough. And I feel like that's all Eddard Stark wanted. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just being a decent human. So that's all I've got.
0: There's nothing wrong with it in our lives, but in George's story, there is. And for that, Ned had to die. <laughs> yes, he did. As Matt just illuminated, he's a beautiful human, a caring dad, a good dude. Uh, but that's the whole point. He had to give way in this story so that people of more questionable character and questionable arcs, frankly, because his is pretty well defined,
2: mm-hmm. can
0: take over. His life just stagnates everything uh, with its goodness and its slow plodding, you know, way about things that are bound by all these rules. We don't need this hero hanging around. We need this hero gone so others can be born. Um, having Ned be a guiding force for his children is great when they're children. But what you want is to read about all of these characters growing and learning and becoming the new heroes. And for that, Ned had to die.
1: Agreed. But honor the man he was, recognizing that he had to die, too. There we go. I think we do. That's that's the middle ground. There it is. Thanks for listening, <laughs> Kalisar. Yeah, that was Thanks. fun. Thanks for chatting, there. Yep. Good night. Good night. So say we all. So say we all
0: yeah i i recently kind of had like a like come to jesus moment i don't know what you call those when you're an atheist i was
1: gonna say what yeah not
0: not not literally jesus this Uh, is great
1: (laughs) (laughs) wonderful did you choose the right one just had a little leak issue so fixed oh no we're good you're
0: not old enough to be having those issues
1: oh yeah well you'd be surprised the worst is when you think you're done peeing yeah and you tuck it away and then little droplets and then it's just there along with the embarrassment (sighs) i mean yeah It's usually reasonably concealed, isn't it? <laughs> usually. Yep. Yeah. But is it's more just the personal humiliation. Oh per yeah. Self
0: self self loathing. Yes, yeah. that's in. For sure. Right.
1: Anyways, we were talking about John <laughs>